Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Today's edition is brought to you by TD Ameritrade, who's reinventing how you invest. Whether you want to place a trade on Facebook Messenger or get market news from your smart speaker, TD Ameritrade's technology is designed to bring the market to you. See what's new at tdameritrade.com slash innovation. Will deep fakes disrupt the midterm election? By Tom Simonette. Plenty of people are following the final days of the midterm election campaigns. Yale law researcher Rebecca Krutoff has a special interest, a small wager. If she wins, victory will be bittersweet, like the Manhattan cocktail that will be her prize. In June, Krutoff bet that before 2018 is out, an electoral campaign somewhere in the world will be rolled by a deep fake, a video generated by machine learning software that shows someone doing or saying something that, in fact, they did not do or say. Under the terms of the bet, the video must receive more than 2 million views before being debunked. If she loses, Krutoff will owe a sporting tiki drink to Tim Hong, director of a Harvard-MIT project on ethics and governance of artificial intelligence. If she wins, it will validate the fears of researchers and lawmakers that recent AI advances could be used to undermine democracy. The U.S. midterms are seen as a possible target that could prove the pessimists right. Facebook says the elections have already attracted other, more conventional disinformation campaigns. Krutoff says a poorly, or well, timed deepfake could undermine the whole process. If the target of the deepfake loses, the legitimacy of the entire election will be in question, she says a free Manhattan, would be a small consolation. Concern about deep fakes is driven by recent striking advances in software to generate fake audio and video, and evidence that you don't need an AI PhD to use them. Some freely available tools to swap faces in video using machine learning come with graphical interfaces and don't require any programming skills. A year ago, 
Deepfakes was an obscure username on Reddit. It took on new meaning after that account uploaded glitchy pornographic videos that appeared to feature Hollywood stars such as Scarlett Johansson and Gal Gadot. The still unknown person or people behind Deepfakes used photos of the actors' faces sourced online to train algorithms to generate new images in which their expressions matched those in frames of the video to be modified. Software then pasted those generated faces over the target face in every frame to create the finished clip. The Deepfakes account posted the code, built on Google's open-source TensorFlow AI software and methodology to the world in December. Reddit and the adult site Pornhub moved to ban Deepfakes, though there isn't a reliable way to detect the videos. The clips and the software needed to make them are now a fixture on the internet, and Deepfake describes any fake audio or video created using machine learning. U.S. lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are worried about the political misuses of such technology. A white paper on regulating social media drafted by Senate Intelligence Committee Vice Chair Mike Warner, Democrat Virginia, describes deepfakes as poised to usher in an unprecedented wave of false or defamatory content. The document suggests changing federal law to make companies such as Facebook legally liable for defamation and other consequences of deepfake videos on their sites. Last month, a bipartisan group of Congress members asked Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats to tell them by mid-December whether U.S. agencies have evidence of foreign adversaries using deepfakes to harm the U.S. and what is being done to prevent it. So far, there's no public evidence of deepfake clips being used to sow political disinformation. But a series of stunts have demonstrated what that might look like. Many have involved spoofing clips of President Trump. A startup called Liarbird Developing voice cloning technology has promoted its wares with a fake clip of Trump, saying he is considering sanctions against countries that do business with North Korea. The company uses samples of a person's voice to train software that can generate new speech with the same intonation. Lyrebird has also made clips of Barack Obama, and says it spoofed the politicians to raise awareness of the risk of malicious use of voice cloning technology. Belgian Socialist Party, SPA, has used deep fakes for campaign messaging. In May, the party released a clip in which Trump, his face sometimes eerily distorted, taunts Belgium for not meeting its obligations under the Paris Climate Agreement. Toward the end of the video, the Erisets Trump, voiced by an actor, says the clip is fake, although Politico reported that some commenters on SPA's Facebook page didn't notice and thought the message was real. SPA said the clip had been intended to start a public debate and promote a petition about climate change, not mislead anyone. The success of that high-tech stunt is debatable. Nearly six months later, the petition has only 2,644 signatures. Juan, the Harvard-MIT researcher who took Krutoff's bet, says technical flaws like those visible in the SPA clip demonstrate that deep fakes aren't an immediate threat. My theory is that they're just not easy enough, he says. We won't really see these things becoming a dangerous threat until it really is push-button. Deepfake's push-button moment appears to be getting closer. AI researchers and companies are improving the fidelity of fake video and audio, while open-source software released by Google and others help new techniques spread faster than ever. The original Deepfake was inspired in part by research from chipmaker NVIDIA last year, in which researchers working on still images transformed house cats into cheetahs and street scenes from day to night. They could do that without having to manually alter any images by using existing photos to teach their software to generate new, fake images. In August this year, 
Berkeley researchers generated impressive video clips of themselves mirroring the movements of professional dancers. Tutorials and open-source implementations have sprung up on YouTube and GitHub. In September, a team at Carnegie Mellon University published a method that can map one person's facial expressions onto another face with impressive detail. Their demo reel transposes the mannerisms of Martin Luther King Jr. onto Obama and Obama's onto Trump. Some researchers are working on ways to detect and thus defend against deep fakes. Pentagon Research Authority DARPA started a program in May that has reported promising results, with ideas such as watching for unnatural blinking in videos. Gavin Miller, head of research at Adobe, says such defenses will wind up in a possibly unwinnable arms race, with deep fakes creators trying to evade them. His group has demonstrated machine learning-powered software that makes it easy to erase or modify people or objects in video, like an automated Photoshop for moving images. Despite the pace of progress, Huang is still doubtful deepfakes will be a real danger, even by the 2020 presidential election. I'm more uncertain, but I'd still consider myself a skeptic, he says. Unsurprisingly, Krutov thinks differently. She may not need to be right for deepfakes to influence an election campaign. Cameron Hickley, who researches online disinformation at Harvard's Shorenstein Center, said the debate over deepfakes' malicious potential is a danger in itself. The biggest tangible threat of deepfakes so far is the allegation that any future hot mic or covert recording of Donald Trump or any other candidate would be a deepfake, he says. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.